Mambo Vipi, what's happening? My name is Aniko Owoko and I am a lover of art, culture and everything African. And here we grant you front row access to your favorite celebrities, creators, the biggest personalities and industry experts. Come with me, you're now a VIP. I'm really excited this week on VIP Access because I'm interviewing somebody who's truly an amazing individual and artist. He's a personal friend of mine. I've known him for so many years, over 10 years. And uh, it's not going to be the first interview we've done together, but it will be a first in many ways because he's at the verge and center of his own rebrand. And for a legendary artist and individual like him to be rebranding, it's a big thing to talk about and it's a big thing to understand why from time to time we need to rebrand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome the amazing, amazing Kavo, Kavos, representing always his hood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up? I'm good, Mante. Yeah? Yeah, thanks for having me, Mante. Why are you so soft-spoken all of a sudden? See, I'm always soft-spoken, Ama. <laughs> you Ma- are. Volume. You are, but we're <laughs> <a> volume. <laughs> it's so nice to see you. It's so nice to talk to you again. And it's so nice to see that you've been in the industry so consistent for such a long time. Yeah. I think, you know, when I first got to know about you, it was as far back as 2014. I don't yeah. know, when did your first album come out? I think 2015. I don't think I even had albums. I just had a, a bunch of mixtapes. Yes. That's the thing with all your rappers. Like, <laughs> yeah. y'all are not calling these things albums. Yeah. But, you know, we refer to them as albums, especially True. if it's not written, da da da, da mixtape. True. You know, when I go back and find your record from 2015, I'm like, whoa, he had an album back in 2015. But yeah. you were like, that wasn't even an album. Yeah. Ideally, Tunezatuzi Itama album because uh, it's not many people that understand the hip hop culture enough to get the concept of what it is, like the difference between an album and a mixtape. Mm. Anytime you have a collection of ninis, yeah. like songs, guys can't even differentiate what an EP is. From. And especially so, when it's not branded that, because so, some people release records and they say, they call it exactly. something EP. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are albums and there's plenty of them, by the way. So I think at the first time you had my album, maybe 2014, mm. 15. There are probably so many other underground mixtapes that I never had. Like much, much more prior to even that, from possibly 2008 mm. to period. Like let's say year 2015 is when I was like, cutting my teeth and, you know, just getting into the industry properly. Your time in Guinea, you know, you can build it, you can So, which album do you consider like your first official album? I'd say maybe Nare. Mm-hmm. I had an album called Nare when I was very young, maybe 2010. Yeah. So I had the album called Nare. And I'd like to think that's like uh, the first official compilation that I had by myself. Mm. But prior to that, I had plenty other mixtapes with my crew. Like when me and the K-Force gang was still doing things as a group. Yani. So mm. there's other albums that precede that one, but Nare should have been like my first ever album by myself. That's dope. I think when we look at the industry, we don't see a lot of the artists who came out during your time still super active. You know, even if we look at somebody like 
Octopizo, who came way after you. At the moment, he's not super active because he's releasing records, but he's busy, you know, doing the work he likes to do in the humanitarian world. Yeah. So then he's busy in that world, but not as busy in music as he used to. Yeah. But you're one artist who's sort of remained consistent over the years. I mean, 2021, you even released two albums, Fadela and Number Nine Drill. That's the yeah. one. I think I listened to, and then I looked on Apple Music. I was like, oh, wow, there were two albums yeah. on the same year. Sure. So what would you say, you know, continues to keep you up and running? I think after several years of doing things, artists get into different businesses, you know, get comfortable <sighs> and, you know, want to maybe now enjoy their lives after the hustle. <laughs> but here's one person enjoying yeah. his life, but still you know, keeping it real on the music front. Tell me about that. Contrary to popular belief, me and Okto actually started doing music at exactly the same time. Most people want to consider me the first one because I think I'm the one that stepped out of the hood first. Mm. Guys used to listen to mm. guys from Eastlands. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. So when it came to, to Westy, Westy, Pande, Tuakawangware, Dagoreti, Nini, Nini, I think I'm the one who stepped out first. Mm. So by virtue of that, but in real sense, there was like 20 or 30 of us mm. doing the same thing. I think I, I became more recognizable because mm. I stepped out of the hood first. So so when I started pushing my homies, K-Force crew, Akina Okto, Akina Ace the Dawn, when I started making music with Akina Ecstatic, yeah, now yeah. guys suddenly thought that Nyaji, eh, this guy is the one that precedes our engine water. But in real sense, maybe I was lucky enough to get the chance to represent from this other so side was, of town. So do you think that was something that was favoring you or was it an injustice in any other way? No, it was not an injustice because Sisi Kitambo, our two anymore mentioned, mm. we, we used to make music collectively. Mm. It didn't matter if you're from Eastlands or from Umoja or from Kayole or Rongai and all that. Tulkotutna make music pamoja because it was a similar interest that mm. we shared and we were at a particular age. And yeah, like friends mean the most. So we started doing music at the same time, but some of us came out before others. Nashika. Mm. So, pioneer sana sana. But in a konga unfair kidogo because sikwangia tini likwa mindo pioneer. Kuna konga na wase wenye likwa nafanya. But that happens a lot when people uh, consider uh, that you came out substantially way earlier than the rest. It's like just the way you're doing yeah. the, the podcast up, IV. Unajua you're the face of the podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but there's a whole crew. True, true. That's helping you yeah. uh, push the agenda. Pole, pole, nini, nini. So me, I just happened to be the face mm. of what was going on. But there was hell of a lot of other guys pushing me from Mukoivonyuma. On to what you asked. I think consistency shouldn't be tied to business. So many sometimes unapatanga artists, uh, you you slow down the consistency when when you reach a certain yes, stage yes, of your yes, career. Yes, yeah. uh, so I think consistency and business shouldn't be in the same space mm -hmm. because 
art is like a lifestyle yani for most of us who are uh, in the artistic world or in the creative space mm. nini, nini. so it's our life is is something we do and we live every day yani unanipata mm-hmm. so your consistency doesn't come from the demand ya mafans wako it comes from the urge mm. of you to share like your insights yes. and, and views in art form unapata so sometimes inakongani msia may lose hunger yake consistency inapungua mm-hmm. yeah sometimes inakongani msia na try to navigate life or you know a lot of things happen as we grow in in this creative true, space yani so like even me i have a lot of other businesses that i do besides the music but the reason i stay consistent is because i have a very strong urge of sharing my talent and my gifts with everyone and anyone who will listen yani so i think sometimes it's not fair to judge artists mm-hmm. consistency when you don't really know the kind of battle they're going through mm. uh, be it personal or professional or artistic or spiritual nashika so it's a lot of things involved so kionangamsia you go consistent unampenga tu time atarudi unajua umanyala can't stop running he can't i'm sure even when he's sleeping and hunger don't a dream of running to yani nashika so if someone is in the creative space and their art is suffering because they are not consistent or they're not practicing enough unampe two time ata come back so for you in essence you're saying being present at your consistency if we can call it that is basically just you doing your art every day it's just like you doing what you love to do you're not doing it for the sake of consistency but yeah you're just doing it as a way to express yourself yes. in the best way you know which is through art yeah i like that yeah. i like that i like that approach because there's <laughs> yeah, two approaches that's one approach and the other approach is like i need to be seen doing stuff i need to yeah. release this yeah. yeah yeah so i think one feeds into the other true that so my approach i think is the best one because you will never be demoralized because mm. if there's anyone that you're at risk of letting down or disappointing is yourself. Yes. And you cannot allow yourself to disappoint yourself. Exactly. exactly. When you're doing it for you, mm-hmm. it's different. It can be some. So, where did the urge to rebrand come about for you and how do you even start to rebrand who you are because i feel like we've known you for quite a while we know your style we know you, how you sound how you rap whether it's in swahili or my english there's always how you deliver yeah. and we're so used to that you know and i guess that's again the other thing that sometimes happens to artists when they become so comfortable in their craft in themselves yeah. but there's always you know something great out of rebranding i mean even beyonce gave us like a dance album yeah. whoever thought i would <laughs> never think thought. she was going to go that way <laughs> personally i know there are a lot of reasons why people rebrand some do it because uh, they want to express themselves differently mm. some do it for business maybe that's the right move for the business some do it for some other personal reasons that i don't know but personally i feel like i've served the guys who, who i was supposed to serve i've served them properly i think at our meshiba like i've served them enough mm-hmm. and i've served them to the best of my capacity and i just feel like at this stage in my life you know i'm, I'm no longer 20 so the kfos you fell in love with when he was 20 years old is someone else right now he's someone's dad he's someone's husband or he's someone's you know yeah uh, so at this stage in my life 
I feel like I'm just trying to step away from the whole street culture because I've done everything that I can for the guys who subscribe to the culture, you, your street, you. Mm. But ultimately, it's not like I've stopped doing rap or I've stopped making hip-hop. I'm still making hip-hop, but I'm just choosing a different approach. I've created a whole new genre. I don't think I've heard guys using it locally and even on the continent. I'd like to think I'm brave enough to try. So Naribra and Tunafanya Afro Hip Hop moving forward. So moving forward, I'm just going to focus on making African hip hop music. So it's not like I've stopped making hip hop music. I'm still making hip hop music, but I'm just trying to get away from the Western influence and all this negativity that comes with Western rap. Because to us, it's music. To them, it's culture. Yeah. You understand? And... I don't think I can relate anymore, especially at this stage in my career. Mm. So I just feel like Nyaje, right now I just want to share with my African people. And you know, the world is watching Africa right now. So we need to tell our stories a bit better than we are. You know, now all this Afrocentrism in it, mm. we need to show it in all yeah. aspects of life. Yani. So from culture to art to fashion, no, no. To the music. Yeah, to the music. So I just feel like it's high time I embrace my African roots. And by this, I just mean I'm going to stop making music that has Western influence. Nanishika. So if there's any influences that are going to be in my music henceforth, they have to be African influences. Nanipata, mm -hmm. I'd rather ape African culture than keep subscribing to culture. So I know some guys will say, oh, but you know, you can take it and customize it and make it your own. Yeah, but the bottom line will be, you'll still have taken it <laughs> from somewhere. Even if you customize it, how much them is culture to them, you is music to you. So if it's not culture to you, then why should you stick to it even though we embrace Nikanienu? So I just feel like it's high time that African hip-hop artists just embraced our whole African culture. Because I even see American artists, manze, wanakimbia, wanakuja uku Africa, wanafanya songs na kina Maforisa, unashika, wanafanya songs na kina Barnaboy. Boy. They are out here doing, in Uganda doing... I don't know what sometimes, but they are always on the continent. That means they're watching us. Mm. And if they watch us and they find us watching them, that's not a good look. <laughs> if they watch us, they should find us doing some African stuff and, you know, just being African and doing what Africans do the best way they yeah, can. Yeah, but your sentiments are quite um, controversial in many ways because yeah. if I'm a rapper and I'm rapping... And my rap style or rap sound is influenced by American rap, but I'm African. That's still African hip hop. That doesn't take away anything from the fact that it's African hip hop. Yeah, it is African hip hop because you're an African artist. Yeah. I understand that. And uh, I appreciate that. In fact, it's off of that American hip hop culture that most of us got to be recognized and all that. But like we said, art is versatile. I even know guys who make hip-hop music in China that has American influences. Mm. Yeah, but anytime you listen to Chinese music, that's not what's going to be put in your face. Mm. They'll put Chinese music first, yeah. alafu, 
everything else is after. Yeah. So even in Africa, even right now, as we're sitting here, the African music that represents Africa out there to the world is not the one that has Western influence on mm. it. It's all this Amapiano, Bongo flavor, is Afrobeats. Yeah. yeah. So the African music that represents Africa out there is not the African music that is created off of Western influence. Mm. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. It's not so so in terms so in terms of your rebrand, new sound, this would mean how the beat itself is sounding and the marriage of different instrumentations. And would it also mean the use of language? And mm. not just in the new album, but just generally moving forward. Like does it mean you're gonna be rapping less and less in English? No, no, that's not it. The influences that we're getting away is just, first of all, the, the Western culture. By this, I mean, I've reached an age, like, when I feel like some of the lyrics that are in some of the music that represents the culture that we subscribe to mm. is not, like, socially acceptable. Mm. Sometimes it's, okay. a, it's, it's a bit crude. Sometimes it's a it's a bit too violent because and it's westernized. Yeah, sometimes it's a western influence. Yeah, it's it's a bit too crude sometimes. Macheki. So when artists start getting killed just because they made a song, you know, it makes me really uncomfortable and very sad because bad news travels faster than good news. It's true. So anytime my mama na ocha lafanona, wow, they killed him. Was he a thug? She's like, well, what did he do? And he just makes music. Then what was wrong with you guys? Why do you do mm. that? Do do it, it, <laughs> it makes you feel some type of way. Mm. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth, Yanni. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, as we come from Africa, Africa mm. is all about community. Africa is all about solidarity. So all that negativity that comes with the Western hip hop, Sometimes we use language that is um, politically incorrect yeah, and we try to normalize it and make it like this is kawaida. But it's, it's really not language that I would want my son using. So I think it's time. I think it's time. It's time for Africa to do what's good for Africa mm. Yeah, in every aspect. That's cool. That's cool. And um, what is the reception so far from like your fans or even, you know, your friends, you know, other, you know, producers, other artists who know you, what do they think of this? Actually, to be honest, this rebrand was partially, if, if not mostly influenced by the people that I work with, like my team and some of my friends who are artists, like Kuna Time Nili have a very candid conversation with Juakali. You're doing the right thing. Don't ever stop doing the right thing. But uh, just make sure when you're doing the right thing, you can relate better with your people. Mm -hmm. So I know what he meant. I'm sure he meant language. But me, I took it a step further and also just shifted Yani the whole culture to be something that mostly... Africans can relate with mm, Duyani. I like get, that. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. I mean, what's happening in Kibera? Are there any new rapsters coming out of there right now? Do you get time to visit the hood as you used to? 
because everyone, you know, has memories, you know, from their hood, from their growing up, from time to time, you know, you visit or you get back that, you know, inspiration of why you started doing what you're doing. Do you get time to go back? I go back to the hood a lot, Manze, fortunately. I cannot stay away because most of my family is still down there. Some of my cousins are Koko. Some of my aunties and uncles are still like in the hood. So it's pretty much home. Yeah. Mm. So I'm I'm always there. And um there are a lot of guys when you wanna try to do their thing. There's a lot of young guys who I think are really doing well. I have Waku music doing very well. I have uh Viru Simbaya is doing good, big JL7. There's a couple young guys when you wanna do Kenya Fakudu, Big Yasa. It's also from the hood. Mm. Uh, or mad clan. So yeah, it's a lot of guys when you, even if I step away from street hip hop, they're right there with me. Annie. Mm. And I'd like to think they all support me because I, I support all of them in whatever they do. At least them, they have a reference when they do what they have to do. They didn't have to come up with like a whole blueprint. Mm. I'm out there. Showing him the way Octopizo is mm. out there doing his thing, showing him the way. So there's a lot of young guys when you want to do their thing, man. And they keep doing your man, keep doing your. That's all you can do. Can be no one better than yourself. Just to add to the whole rebrand and the narrative behind it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think Africans are happy people. Like all our music, Yanni, even in Ocha, all our music from our folk music to our urban music. It's always about good vibes and good vibration and all that. Like, you know, being African is hard sometimes. In fact, most of the time. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people in Africa have to go through many challenges mm. just to access what people in the yeah. Western world view as basic. Yeah. 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 So we our lives are full of turmoil and hustle and struggle and all that. That's why African music is always upbeat and happy. Yeah. It's a sort of escape mm. that we need that is necessary yeah. to feed our souls. Yes. Because our life is chaotic and hectic in a sense. Yeah. So I just want to be part of that. I want to be part of the good vibes that people have when they're trying to feel good about themselves mm. or when they're trying to express their happiness or or whichever other emotion that they have. So yeah. I, ju- I just want to be part of making my people feel good because I come from a place that's very impoverished. A lot of people have to go through a lot of things. That's Kibira, you mean? Yeah. 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 So I'd like to be part of the reason that they're happy yeah. and, and celebrating their own small wins. What's your opinion of where Kenyan hip-hop is at? Kenyan hip-hop is um, is pretty much at the same place where African hip-hop is. Okay. And it's between a rock and a hard place. So name for me five top African hip-hop artists. A name for you now? Yeah. So I'll say Kwesi Atta in Ghana. Yeah, I listen to him. I'll say Flex the Paper in Uganda. The myth, of course. Yes. Yeah. And then I will say from Tanzania, I'll say Baddest. Yeah. From Kenya, I will say Groovy Joe. Butros. Butros. Yeah. From South Africa, Blackie, hands down. Oh my yeah. God. Blackie, Blackie. I love Blackie too. Zambia, I still will go with J Rocks. 
Nigeria, I will say Files the bad guy again. I love Files. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you know a couple of those guys. Yeah. And um, I also like them a lot because, of course, um, it comes with the territory. Tanzania, I'll add Mabantu. Yeah, and also Frederick Muller. Oh, yes. <laughs> he yes, also yes, does his yes. thing. Nini, nini. So, yeah, you're right. But to be honest, African hip hop is at the back of the bus right now, as far as the genres are concerned. Mm. The music that's carrying the African flag right now all over the world, we all know it. And it's not hip hop. Does it have to be like that, though? It, it, it has to be. No, it doesn't. It, it, it has to be. Do you know why it has to be? Why? Because hip hop is the birth of all these other genres. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is like the foundation of all this. Most of these guys that are doing these other genres that put on for Africa are hip hop artists. Mm. Black Bones is a serious hip hop artist. But how many hip hop songs do you see him putting out? Very few. In the recent past. Exactly. Costa was a dope rapper as well. But the hip-hop that he was doing was now African hip-hop. So when I talk about Afro hip-hop, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what Darasa does. It's still rap. It's just not Western rap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's just African rap from the vibe to the lyrics. And that's still at the back of the bus at the moment? No, that's not at the back of the bus. But... At least it is Afrocentric enough to, you know, at least compete. Mm. Because, because let me be honest with you, most guys who rap up IV, I'm sure they've had these sentiments. Bro, I'd rather listen to the original Drake than the fake Drake. Just means if he wanted to listen to American rap, he'd listen to an American rap. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? So I just feel like it's high time. Guys who make hip-hop in Africa, like guys who make hip-hop in Latin America, they make Latin hip-hop. They don't make American hip-hop. So it's about time African artists also, we embraced our culture and our roots and started Mm. making African hip-hop for Africans. Mm. Yeah, because they're not going to listen to you there before they listen to you here. They have their own artists. Yeah. Well, I love everything you're saying and I love the rebrand. I love, you know, where your mind is at because I feel like it's a very important time, you know, for us Africans to rediscover ourselves, to go back to our roots. All of us have stories of growing up and, you know, seeing so much Western media or Western things influencing us. We didn't have access to so much of our own culture or content. And it's still difficult, especially because travel around the continent is quite expensive. It might be cheaper to travel to Europe than to West Africa, (laughs) but we still find ways of connecting, especially now with new social media age and era. So I feel like for a long time, Africans weren't even connected among ourselves until the world became a global village. You know, streaming platforms came on board. I don't know, the MTVs expanded into Africa and so on and so forth. So I don't think there's a better time to advocate for our own originality in whatever capacity. There are ways of Africanizing, you know, your art and craft more and more getting more African influences. So that I totally resonate with. And I'm so happy for you to reach this, you know, part of your brand and career and see this next phase as it is. So I do wish you well in everything. 
And I'm just thankful that you came through to VIP Access. And thank you so much for all you've done for the culture, you know, from day one. Facts. You know, I really appreciate how you bring in 100% in whatever song or collab you're in, your albums. You've just done so much for the culture and I appreciate. Yeah, man. It means a lot, man. I also appreciate the love. I appreciate the support that everyone has been giving me through the years mm. and they still do actually. In fact, most people are very eager and they're just waiting for what I'm saying because at this point we're just at the first step of a very, very long journey. Of course. Of reinvention of course. And, and rediscovery. So like we just stepped out the door. We have many more miles to go. And um, I forgot to mention that uh, part of this rebrand, Yani, I wasn't brave enough, Yani, to just jump in by myself. There's a friend of mine who's also a very instrumental figure in the rebrand that I'm doing. He's also an artist. And um, I think we sat down because we've been working for a minute, Pamoja. Because this is unfamiliar territory, man. It's like when you go in the jungle, because all this Afro hip hop business is unfamiliar territory. So, Okinda, like, like when you're dropped in the Amazon, you know, you'll have an easier time if there's the two of you than if you're in there by yourself. True, yeah. true. So, there's a friend of mine, he's called Mr. K4. He's been very instrumental in just giving me the confidence to explore my other side of creativity, Annie, and just the encouragement that comes with it. Because most people fear rebrands, most people fear reinvention. And it, of course, it's a scary path. It's a dark and lonely process. But fortunately, Manze, Nikonao, this is one of my bros, Yani, and an idea, Annie, at least on the artistic side. There's guys who do the technical side, mm. but artistically, he's been very instrumental and I've been working with him on most of these projects. So I can't take all the credit by myself, Yanni. So he's called Mr. K4. He's called Kevin like me, of course. <laughs> so it's two Kevins doing what we do. And in the spirit of uh, solidarity, Unajo me have always done music with other artists. That's why you see they have a soft spot for me because mm. I've made music with them for a long time, yes. all these other artists. So I felt like it's about time I go back to that. I go back to making music with other people as opposed to, you know, just representing by myself. So you'll see more and more content, especially on this first phase of my rebrand, so you'll see a lot of him and hopefully even him will see a lot of him by himself as well. Mm. Yeah. But as it stands, shout out, bro, man. Peace means a lot. What are the five tips you can give an artist who wants to rebrand? Like off the top of my head, a rebrand should be for you before it's for anyone else. Because if you do it for anyone else, you won't be comfortable because you'll be doing it for other people yeah. as opposed to yourself. Number two, a rebrand is like rehab. One thing, now you're trying to do something totally different, Kabisa. And you know, when you're in rehab, you need all the support you can get. You need all the help and all the love that you can get. So make sure you have a support system. If you're an artist and you're looking to do a rebrand on yourself, make sure you have guys who understand you and support you and actually like the new direction that you're going. It's mm -hmm. not just for business. 
you're not doing it just for business. Yeah. Yeah. Business is a big part of it, but make sure first of all, they actually like, understand and appreciate the rebrand that you're doing. Number three, Manze, make sure whatever you're rebranding to, you love that with all your heart. And it's something that makes your heart smile. Don't rebrand to something that you're doing for other people. Make sure, first of all, it makes you enjoy. to goosebumps. You feel like a little tingle inside of you that makes you just want to, you know. And of course, number four, just make sure you do it to the best of your capacity. Don't slow it down or speed it up more than what you're rebranding from. Mm. Yeah. So just be yourself and just try and, and be in tune with whatever you're trying to pursue in the next phase of your career, which requires a rebrand. The one thing that I'd love to add, Yanni, there's, there's guys who've been very instrumental in helping me just share my talent with the world, Yanni. My team out there, they're watching. Manze, you guys mean everything to me. You guys are the reason we're here. Let's keep getting more money. You already know, man. See, slow down, Yanni. Just know that I got your backs just the same way you brought mine, Yanni. Let's get it. Thank you so much, K-Force, for coming through to VIP Access. Like I said, I mean, I'm just honored to be sitting here next to you and to know you for all these years and to witness, um, you know, your career flourish to this point where there's a rebrand and I'm looking forward to seeing the next face of your brand, your artistry, your music, and I wish you well. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Manze. Hopefully... We'll get to see more of each other in this new chapter. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thank <laughs> yeah. you all for listening. VAP Access is coming to you every Tuesday's new episodes featuring a dope artist from somewhere around this amazing continent of ours. Keep it here.